into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience possible. Two Rivers Ford, award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. Get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. So, as we were doing the getting ready to do the podcast earlier this afternoon, in fact, I was stressing my girlfriend out. I was taping the podcast with Cosell, had to, uh, had to catch a last-minute flight down to Charlotte. Don't worry, I'll be back. Uh, before primetime, I'll be back home in Nashville before primetime tomorrow. Going to catch a quick flight back uh, due to a, uh, a uh, unforeseen uh, and unfortunate circumstance. Bryce Erickson says, Buck live from his bedroom? Quarantine? No, we are in a, uh, a lovely Marriott. Now, you know I'm a Marriott person. If you follow along during the Titans football season, you know that that is the only, no free ads, but that is the only hotel franchise that I choose to do business with because they're the best. Um, but yes, I'm in a Marriott in Charlotte cause I had to, uh, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. I have a, uh, I have a situation that popped up that I had to come down here for. Uh, and so I, like I said, I jumped on a quick plane and here we are and we're doing the primetime show anyway, literally 30 minutes removed from me getting off the plane. Cause you know, I couldn't leave you guys hanging. Um, but as I was stress, stress podcasting before I had to catch a last second flight, uh, in the middle of all this, I was I was talking to Greg Cosell about quarterbacks, and you know as we've gone as we've gone through uh, as we've gone through the division in the AFC South, as we've looked at the Tennessee Titans and their offseason, and as we've kind of worked our way through, Greg talked to me the other day off the air. He's like, you know, I'm I'm watching I'm watching a lot of these guys ahead of the 2022 college football season, and you know, uh, I I he was just kind of, we were doing show off the air basically. So I'm like, Greg, well, let's. You know, happy to talk about football with you anytime you want to talk about football, but let's do this on the podcast. And so today we took a look at two SEC quarterbacks in particular who have the highest draft potential and the highest ceiling ahead of this season. So I want to start there before we get into too much detail. I want your Two Rivers Ford take here on this Wednesday evening. Who is the best quarterback in college football heading into this year. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together on the primetime program who you believe is the best quarterback in college football right now. Uh, Because I think that Cosell is going to give you a pretty interesting answer. We're going to play a clip from the podcast that we taped earlier today. Because you look around and two names come to mind. Right off the bat, you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in uh, producer Reed's Alabama Crimson Tide, Bryce Young, and you have C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback. Those are the two most regularly discussed, highest profile quarterbacks in college football this year. But you look at the ACC, the ACC is probably the deepest quarterback conference right now. You look elsewhere in the SEC where, you know, maybe not the best pro prospect, but Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Statistically, he's going to be able to put up numbers. They're going to be able to score because the offense really lends itself 
to maximizing that position, uh, various positions across the offense. You look at, you know, a place like Kentucky, also in the SEC East, and you look at Will Levis, who many college, and really rather many pro scouts, regard as one of the best quarterback prospects coming up in the 2023 NFL draft, provided that he continue to elevate and, frankly, continue to prove himself this season. But as far as the best player in college football at that position is concerned, you know, I think it's a pretty interesting discussion to kind of go down, go down the list on. Because you look at places that lost quarterbacks this year to the draft, understandably a weaker quarterback class, Kenny Pickett as the only first-round pick at that position this year, uh, leaving Pittsburgh. You've got Phil Dracovic at Boston College, who's interesting, but obviously has dealt with a fair amount of injuries. DJ Ui, uh, Ui Ungale, I, I, I butcher his name. I say it differently every time I try to say it. DG, uh, DG, DJ Ui Ungale, I believe that's correct. That's going to be the new Tunga Bailoa. But, you know, a lot of inaccuracy issues there at Clemson, but obviously he's a highly touted prospect. And by the way, Clemson's got another one sitting right behind him if they need to pull the plug. So quarterbacks this year are pretty fascinating to kind of go down the list. Bryce Young is going to be the most successful of them by product of his own talent, by product of his own ability and by the nature of how much of a support system he has around him on that Alabama offense. But looking at the best possible quarterback prospect this year, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to watch because I believe if he has the season that we all think he's capable of having, I believe that Will Levis will be the first quarterback drafted in this upcoming draft class. So Bryce Young is is obviously he's going to be the Heisman favorite again coming in Alabama, you know, consistently at the top uh, at the top of the list, but that doesn't necessarily mean Greg that he'll be the best possible quarterback option for teams exploring that position in the NFL draft, which which kind of takes me to Will Levis because you and I had again off air talked about this and I believe you said something to the same effect on 3HL in one of your recent appearances about Will Levis provided that he has the kind of season that he is capable of being in contention as the number one overall pick at the quarterback position, much less in the NFL draft. And I well, want, I, I'm, I think that might surprise some people to hear, but not necessarily if you're watching what the guy does. Yeah. And that's because he only threw what 24 touchdowns, something along those lines. It's a much and different offense at Kentucky. And he threw 13 interceptions. And I looked at all of them because interceptions, you can't just look at a number on a page. Yeah. Um, and his interceptions resulted from what you would expect. A few poor reads and decision-making, some poor ball placement throws, some with the wrong kind of throw. A um, couple were tipped. You know, it, it's what you expect. It's, it's, it's not reinventing the wheel when people right. throw interceptions. Um, but to keep a couple of things in mind. Will Levis last year played for Liam Cohen, was the offensive coordinator. He came from the Rams. He's now back with the Rams. He's, was re, he's being replaced this year by Rich Scarangello, who has a large NFL resume. And I know Rich. Uh, so Will Levis is being coached by NFL coaches with NFL pass game concepts. And by the way, these, pass, these NFL pass game concepts 
were very, very apparent when I watched Will Levis' tape. So he understands conceptually what he's going to be asked to do at the NFL level. And you're dealing with a kid who's 6'3", about 235. He's rocked up. He's solid. He's got a really tight, compact delivery. He generates very easy velocity. He does not work hard at all to drive the football. It just comes out of his hand naturally. He has core torque. He has weight transfer. He generates velocity. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about Will Levis. Now, I think there needs to be some refinement overall to his game, you know, because he's a big physical athlete. He's got size. He's got mobility. He can run. Um, and that I would expect that refinement to continue, you know, as I said, under Rich Garangello. So that's Greg Cosell talking about Will Levis, uh, the Penn State transfer who came to Kentucky last year, who obviously had a, a ton of success, but you know has the potential, has the prototypical size, and runs a pro-style offense, which, as Greg just laid out there, gives him an advantage when it comes to being the best possible draft prospect. Now, who ends up being the best quarterback in college football this year? Entirely different. We're going to see... Bryce Young likely play for another national championship, right? Uh, they're going to hold the Georgia slight against them. They're going to feel, they're going to make people feel their presence. But still, there are some things that you look at with Bryce Young and say, okay, yeah, if I'm drafting a quarterback tomorrow, I don't necessarily know that I would take him as the first overall pick. CJ Stroud is a different kind of player, and perhaps we'll go through uh, CJ Stroud later on this summer with Greg since we've got about basically a month left to kill before the Titans training camp gets back underway and we can dive back into the NFL stuff. But looking at Will Levis, he may end up being the best quarterback prospect this year. How he adapts without Wandale Robinson, a top option at wide receiver around him is going to be interesting. They also lost four starting offensive linemen, either through graduation or the draft. That's no small thing. So I'm not, you know, it would be foolish to sit here and guarantee that Will Levis is going to be the best quarterback in college football next year. No. But prospects, uh, rather, scouts in the NFL love him. They think he's capable of a lot more, and he knows how to do a lot already that would translate well to the next level. But as far as college offenses are concerned, Bryce Young is going to be able to maximize that ability. Now, looking at the defending Heisman Trophy winner, in Bryce Young, I think the question is, who is the best Heisman Trophy candidate in the SEC this year? Give me your response on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. It may well be the reigning Heisman Trophy uh, winner. It may well be Bryce Young in your estimation. But I feel there's enough Vols fans who may make the case for Hendon Hooker that it's at least worth the discussion. So you guys let me know in the comment section. And while you do that, I'll tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Just as Greg Cosell gave you the Intel edge that you need to succeed, the, uh, the Intel is the, is the thing that the Ashton team prides itself on the most. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the best real estate intel in Middle Tennessee. And you know how critical that is if you've dabbled at all in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Uh, GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. The best in the business is the Ashton team, so make sure 
you use them and let them know that A to Z Sports Primetime sent you. All right, so who's the best Heisman Trophy candidate in the SEC this year? Uh, Hendon Hooker for Kari Haddix on Facebook Live. Derek R. seems to be in agreement. Hendon Hooker Heisman, says Mark Jones on YouTube. I feel it's pretty surprising. I mean, I understand. I understand that there's going to be some Tennessee bias in the middle of all this, but not one person believes that Bryce Young, the guy who's currently got the Heisman Trophy from last season, is going to be the Heisman Trophy favorite in 2022. I just I can't see how that's feasible. And here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say uh, about about Hendon Hooker because Bryce Erickson says I got to watch more Vols football. Who is Hendon Hooker? Quarterback? Yes, Hendon Hooker is the quarterback at the University of Tennessee. He's a transfer. Well, he's a transfer player last year from Virginia Tech. Didn't win the job out of the start of the year, for those of you who need a Tennessee refresher, and then went on to take the job and ultimately lead the Vols to a lot more success offensively than they've had in quite some time. But here's, here's what I'll say. Hendon Hooker may well have the best statistical production of any of these guys in the league, in the SEC this year. But I also don't think he's very good. Like, I just flatly don't think Hendon Hooker is a good player at the quarterback position. I think the offense can do a lot of good for him. I think Cedric Tillman is an absolute stud. Be curious to see what Jabari Small looks like in the backfield this year. And the offensive line has a few questions, but I don't think Hendon Hooker is a good player at the quarterback position. Now, there are plenty of bad or suboptimal quarterbacks that play college football, right? The nature of college offense is that you can manufacture a lot around these guys. But as far as what the individual brings to the table, uh, Hendon Hooker has never really impressed me. Um, Mark Jones says, you are wrong there, Buck. Well, you know, again, if you want to argue numbers, I, I'm going to lose that argument because Hendon Hooker's numbers were good last year. Uh, it's it's as impressive. And again, let me let me not let me not discount the fact that Tennessee desperately needed offense. And Hendon Hooker was the quarterback who ultimately delivered. But I think you could put a lot of college quarterbacks in that offense and that they would succeed. Um, I truly do. I, I think that Hendon Hooker has some serious, serious limitations um, that will keep him from excelling beyond what the offense already provides for him, which is why the Heisman Trophy favorite, again, is going to be the guy who won it last year. That's going to be Bryce Young. That's the win and the level that we went to. Um, obviously, we came up short last year, and um, for me, that's all that I'm focused on. What does the Heisman mean in the context of the season where you're not about short of that? I mean, it doesn't mean that much. I mean, I'm, I'm again, it, I, I don't want to downplay it all because it's a huge honor. It's a huge blessing. And, you know, it's something you dream of as a kid, so it, it definitely doesn't, it's not like it doesn't mean anything, but at the end of the day, my, my goals were to, you know, to, to win a championship, especially um, that's our goal every year. That we don't shy away from it. That's our standard. Um, so you know, it, it, it's definitely something cool to look back on, and probably be more fun to look back on down the line. But right now, in the moment, um, last year's season was a failure. So for me, for everyone, because we didn't win, and that's what our goal is. So that's what it is. Now that's uh, listen. Uh, Anybody who plays at Alabama, who follows Alabama football, would be. Uh, it would be difficult to say. Um, it would be difficult to to look at and say that at what Alabama did last year was a failure. Now, ultimately, they didn't win the national championship. So, you know, at Alabama, that is the ultimate failure, right? You compete, you lose, you go on to the next season. Hell, Nick Saban's in the middle of recruiting while he's on the sideline at or at halftime 
of the national championship game um, uh, perpetually. But to look at to look at what Bryce Young brings to the table, this dude reads the field as well as anybody. This dude is advanced at a different level than most college quarterbacks are. Um, in in talking to Greg Cosell about Bryce Young today, and by the way, again, go check out the podcast. We went into Bryce Young and Will Levis in great detail. Next week, we're doing the University of Tennessee, the players that Cosell finds interesting from UT. Um, and looking at what Bryce Young brings to the table, he's not physically what you want at the quarterback position, but he is incredibly gifted at every other thing. If the only slight against him is his size, a it would you would be hard pressed to look at that and say that Bryce Young is not the best possible option at quarterback in the country next year. Uh, Mark Jones says Hooker doesn't have any limitations. He is mobile. He's accurate. He's going to have a Heisman next year. F Bryce and Bama. Well, that's just foolish. He of course has significant limitations. He doesn't read defenses well at all. He doesn't diagnose coverages well at all. He is accurate as he needs to be, which, by the way, all that matters, but he is schemed wide the hell open. I mean, for all of the different Joe Milton touchdown passes that you missed, how many guys did you see just running wide open all over the field with the University of Tennessee's offense? If you can't, if Joe Milton is, it's an indictment of Joe Milton that he couldn't hit the wide open dudes streaking down the field. Cedric Tillman should have at least, what, at three that I can think of more touchdown receptions than he did. Um, so, you know, I can't reason it with you if you're going to be completely unrealistic about what Hendon Hooker is at that position. Um, but I do think that, uh, speaking of someone who isn't impressive to watch and seems limited, speaking of uh, Bryce Young, well, you know, I, I disagree. I, I think that Bryce Young... I think that Bryce Young is, is a different kind of a player, um, clearly and obviously. Like, I think if, if you know anything about how coaches view these guys and listen I, I don't say that dismissively like I get the op, I get the opportunity to talk to coaches and to talk to scouts about this I only have opinions on football analysis based on the people that I talk to now obviously what I watch as well but I've got an untrained eye I'm not a professional scout I'm not a professional coach I'm a reporter and you know basically at this point half part-time analyst and it's my job to take what I talk to people about and to apply it what I to apply it to what I see on tape or on the field or on television when I watch these games. So from that standpoint, I'm I'm not parroting everything that I hear from scouts and coaches, but those are the things that I can independently verify. When people tell me that and I see it on tape, those are the kind of things that but even with an untrained eye that you can go about seeing. Um Ben Hall says if Hendon Hooker had an A on his helmet, you wouldn't say that. Oh, no. I think there's been plenty of quarterback limitations. At Al- Hell, Alabama won championships all over the place with quarterbacks with limitations. Uh, Jake Coker, an incredibly limited player at that position. I can't remember if they won the title with him. I feel that they – I think they did win a title with Coker at quarterback. Um, who was the uh, Who was the transfer player? Number six uh, before Tua, before Jalen Hurts. Hell, Jalen Hurts has significant limitations at quarterback. Jalen Hurts is one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in the history of college football. A hugely limited player. Something that we talked about. Something that we all were able to identify. There's nothing wrong with that in college, right? And I'm not saying that these guys, like, I don't think Hendon Hooker is a pro player. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's fine because he's not in the pros. He's in college right now. He just needs to be as good as the college offense allows him to be. And basically, he can't make egregious errors 
And also Tennessee's defense needs to play a hell of a lot better if they're going to be able to keep in some of these games. But I'm not Blake Sims. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Producer Reed. Uh, Greg McElroy, hugely limited. It wasn't until Alabama started getting in the legit quarterback recruiting game that you started to see legitimate quarterback talent at Alabama. You can, and listen, I think that Vols fans should and will love Hendon Hooker. But if I don't give you an honest analysis of what I see from Hendon Hooker, that I'm not doing my job. Doesn't mean you can't love him. Doesn't mean he won't win your football games. But what Hendon Hooker is, is less than by any measure of a college quarterback, especially when you hold him up against not just the guys in his own conference, but like I said, the ACC this year is probably the top to bottom, deepest quarterback uh, depth that we have in college football this year. The Big Ten will always have players. Ohio State will always have quarterbacks, and they'll always have incredible talent to surround them with. Outside of that, you're looking around and saying, yeah, Hendon Hooker could be a top 15 quarterback in college football and still not be a very good quarterback. You understand what I'm saying? I know that's kind of hard to parse, um, but, you know, I mean, that's just the evaluation of what you have right now. Uh, <laughs> it's starting to get truly ridiculous uh, with Mark Jones saying he'd rather have Hooker over Bryce Young uh, doing it with less around him anyone can quarterback Alabama's offense. Well, though, that's not entirely true. I've seen plenty of people try to quarterback Alabama's offense and fail miserably. Uh, are you suggesting Alabama's receivers over the years aren't largely wide the hell open? Uh, no, I couldn't say that because, again, they have the best talent. There is no disputing that. But when it comes to the playing of the position in ways that – and listen, they're being evaluated on what they do in the college game first and foremost – let me not get ahead of myself and start scouting these guys, scouting these guys like I'm getting ready for the 2023 NFL draft, although I kind of am. Bryce Young operates the position at a completely different level, right? Will Levis operates the position at a different level simply by nature of what they are running in college. It's a pro-style offense. It's Bill O'Brien at Alabama. It's uh, it's Rich Scangarello. Who is who was most recently this past year on the Niners and the offensive I've, the offensive coordinator for Kentucky last year escaped me, but he is now the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Like Will Levis and Bryce Young are being taught the position differently and can play the position differently than somebody like Hendon Hooker or what if you're a Titans fan, what the Titans are going through with Malik Willis. The fact that Bryce Young sets his own protections in an offense run by Bill O'Brien, Malik Willis was just learning how to do that two weeks ago, like just now. And Bryce Young is what? It, producer Reed, a, a true junior? In, yeah, because he would be coming out this year, so he'd be a junior. Um, he'd be a junior. I think he's a true junior. I, I don't believe he had a redshirt year. Reed might correct me on that. But still, you're you're talking about a different level of playing than a different level of playing the position than you otherwise have. Uh, Mark Jones says, just a hater. No, Mark, I just... You are you are so lost in your fandom, and that's fine. You're that's listen. That's more fun to exist that way. It's not as much fun to look to watch football the way that I watch football. I promise you. Um, but that's why it's my job, and that's why you get to get drunk and hang out and scream for Hendon Hooker on Saturdays. Like that's that's how it works. It's okay. I love you all the same. Um, that's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. A little bit of an abbreviated situation. It's almost 10 p.m. Eastern. Here, So I appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Appreciate you adapting to the different circumstances. Like I said, had a bit of an emergency situation. Had to fly down to Charlotte this afternoon, flying back to Nashville. 
tomorrow afternoon, and I'll be home in the uh, palatial Rising Estates Nashville studios by the time we do primetime tomorrow. I will not, however, because of this uh, situation that has arisen, I will not be doing my radio show tomorrow. I'm going to be preoccupied. I have to take the day off of radio to, to come down here and to take care of some things. So won't be on the radio show tomorrow, but Lucas Panzeca will uh, be operating uh, the controls. And when I come back on Friday, I'm going to have to yank him tooth and nail out of my seat. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Talk to you guys tomorrow on the primetime show and radio on Friday when we return.